0: I'm sorry, you were saying real quick, what was that? I was saying how much respect I have for, for people like you Yes Who uh, spend their time and money oh, you know, and resources just... making making art that they oh, think it's... is important Now
1: may, let me be uh, pretentious me... for a second here Oh, it's a, you have to understand it's a gift, it's an obsession It's the art that I've chosen to do That's why I moved to the city and live a life with owning nothing and having no family Closing it in my 40s <laughs> I know. I was, oh, th- you know. It's like this is. Are we doing a comedy podcast now? So, so, Joe, tell me about why you make these things. Oh, blah 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 blah. blah. I'm trying to uh, rationalize my, the stupid choices I've made. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> uh, I was just telling Joe that I uh, I was an extra in my friend's web series this weekend, and just I was I was impressed by the amount of not yeah, just time and money that goes into something like that, yeah. and how it's often out of their own pockets, and. It's hard. It's hard. And it I takes just, a long time. It blows me away yeah. that I know people who are so committed to their work, and it, it makes me feel like a piece of shit.
1: Speaking of not being committed to things, this is the new Flesh Podcast, <laughs> a podcast about horror movies and all things tangentially related to horror. And today we're
0: talking about
1: IT, It the Stephen,
0: remake. Yes. Go ahead. Stephen King's IT. It's not. A, don't call it a remake. People are getting mad about that. Really? Because it's just an adaptation of a book from 1986 that we all know and love. And the and the 1990s series was just another adaptation of the same book. How does that people, work? Oh, people 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 would say. What's that definition though? Well, what, okay. well, what's what's the source material for the new movie? Is it the book or is it the is it the old movie? It would be the book. Boom. Not so, really. Oh, that's interesting. I never yes. really thought about it like that. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of parsing of uh, language new, going on. The newest on adaptation
1: movie. from Stephen King's hit. Jeez, what they I come out 83, 86, I think 86, 86 yeah. book. Uh, was which
0: it, I read in junior high and was supremely fucked up by and yeah, I don't remember much of it. it uh, but uh, I'm listening to the audiobook now and I think it's, I'm going to it's still fucked up.
1: Um, that movie came out and by the time you're hearing this, it, it is destroyed box office records.
0: It is breaking so many records. It is already the number one Stephen King horror movie ever in terms of money. Like What? Yes. The highest-grossing previous one was like fourteen oh eight at like what? S- I know at like seventy something like million? best box office or just best horror movie box office. Uh, there's one. The reason they say horror is because uh, Green Mile is like uh, has more than, oh, really? than it right now. Uh, it will outgross Green Mile very quickly, but it's amazing that in one weekend it has made more than any other Stephen King horror movie in its entire run.
1: Wow, that's crazy! Insane. This movie. Is huge right now.
0: It's huge. Kind of, and, kind
1: of, they kind of kind of snuck up on us. It was like, hey, did you hear the remake in It? It looks kind of scary. That Then that trailer became the, like that. The a, trailer what?
0: became a viral sensation. Yep. Everyone watched it. I think it broke the record for most views on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and, in a,
1: like in a day or whatever. And in,
0: I think it was pretty clear from that point that it was going to be huge. Mm-hmm. But the projections for this week, I think last I checked, it was like 50. And then by the end of the week, it was 66. So I think going into the weekend, it was, or going into Thursday, it was like 60, 70. Yep. And now it... It, the the, t- the numbers are in. We it's can Sunday say... Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. Uh, the 10th. It has grossed $117 Unfucking Un-fucking-believable. Unbelievable.
1: Uh, I haven't experienced this in a while where I, we went and saw... the Mo and I went to see it. We showed up to the theater to get what would be like, I think, the 7 o'clock showing. And I was having difficulties with my movie pass, so I had to pay for it out of pocket. More on that later. But <laughs> regardless, it was like when we got up there, we're like, oh shit, it sold out. And the next available ones were... Uh, tickets were for like the, the 9 p.m. We're like, oh, fucking A. And we're up there and the lady's like, uh you better hurry up. As in like... These tickets are going they, fast. It's going super fast. And sure enough, our 9 o'clock screening was definitely sold of out. Of course. Yeah. I'm so, sure it sold out everywhere all weekend. Yeah, yeah. So huge, huge success. And we will tell you our thoughts on that movie. If it is a good adaptation, how it compares to the original uh, movie, made for TV series.
0: I don't TV it. miniseries. It yeah. premiered on, um what's it called? uh ABC.
1: Yeah, it was two movies. Yeah. First chapter was with the kids, second chapter was with uh Well, no, the movie, the,
0: the movie the, the the TV miniseries was m- much more um it was like cutting back and forth. It was more it was like the book in which Oh, did it really? Oh yeah. So like yeah, so the kids stuff it starts with them as adults I think and then cuts back to the kids, cuts back to the adults, cuts back to the kids, which ah. is much just how the book does it. So the movie that. now um is taking a decidedly different approach and this whole movie First of all, they moved it from the 50s to like the 80s, which is very hot right now.
1: I mean, the assumption, of course, is that when you catch up to him 25 years later, they want it to be the present.
0: Right, this sure. Present. Right. It would have been really weird if it was like they did in the 50s and then... And then it was like the 70s. Right, so. yeah. It would have been <laughs> like,
1: uh, There's no point to make it a period piece.
0: Um, right. So now the next movie, which we can confirm, is coming probably next year mm-hmm. um it's happening and it will be the adult it'll be the them 27 years later yes. presumably so the kids will probably not even be in it unless there's like some, some flashbacks, flashbacks or something but the kids oh my god we'll talk about we'll talk about that later
1: yeah we'll talk about it later before that we will going do what did you watch i didn't see a lot did you
0: i didn't Fred see Arnold. a goddamn thing i watched the uh, i think seven episodes of bojack horseman season four
1: tread lightly on that my man i haven't seen any yet. cool and i That's will great. and i will declare as i always do that bojack horseman and Rick and Morty are the best comedies on television right now. Arguably, some of the strongest comedies, not only in animation but also in
0: live action, that I've ever seen. There's I nothing... fucking
1: adore both those shows. Yeah. In the last season of BoJack Horseman, I was gobsmacked by how good it was. So I cannot wait to yeah, watch. Yeah, and game.
0: like gobsmacked by how emotional and sad it is. It's it's it just guts it me takes more than every anything box. else. It's so yeah.
1: straightforward, funny. It's so subtly funny. It has really great stories. Uh yeah, at times it is this, really poignant and sad. Yeah. And other times it's so hysterical, it's like I can't I was telling Brett before this, I don't know why the people involved in the show, besides Will Arnex, who recognizes his voice, and other celebrities in there, like I don't know who the creator is or who wrote it. You know cause you interviewed the guy for a thing. But it 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 boggles my mind why the people behind the show are not like super famous in the comedy realm or like whatever. selling on
0: MSG doing standalone. or whatever I mean, like everyone what? knows yeah.
1: everyone knows Rick and Morty Justin Roiland Dan Harmon and all those people I don't know who is behind Bojack Horseman I realize I could look it up but I'm just surprised how not as popular that show that people make it is because it is so tight so well written so funny I realize it's not a horror show but whatever Fair uh, before that, we'll do uh, bits and pieces,
0: right? Yeah, we got some bits, we got some pieces. Oh, great! What else did you do this week?
1: Uh, not much. Let me tell you real quick what I was alluding to before, about my crazy going to see this movie story. Yeah. So first of all, MoviePass didn't fucking work. Fuck you, MoviePass. I took my picture, sent it to the thing. I want my seventeen dollars. Yeah, have Graham Flanagan hook me up with a PR person so I can complain in person and get my <laughs> seventeen sixty whatever back.
0: Fuck, yeah, they fuck you, fucking charge tax now at Regals. It's so weird. It's insane. It's stupid.
1: So as I had said before, seize Mo, the means of production. Mo and I had to uh, wait till nine p.m., which is no big deal.
0: Did you get a drink? What'd you do? Sure did. When I got a couple cocktails, came back. Nice. Got a little lit for it.
1: So already, that's good. (laughs) Thank you. Already waiting in line. We got to like an 8.15, had to wait in line to get into the theater. It's fun though. I I fucking hate that. Of course, everyone in line in front of me and behind me is some weirdo. Who's just like anyone in like clown makeup or anything like that? No, it was more like a lot of people who clearly came to see the movie by themselves, who are just looking at us, waiting for us to talk to them because they're because they're lonely weirdos. And I'm just looking at Mo, like trying to be like I'm not looking at this guy. He's 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 eavesdropping on a conversation. I'm not doing it, like not making eye contact with them. You
0: guys seen Stranger Things? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I'm just like, I do
1: not want to lo- talk to these fucking weirdos. So anyway, we finally get in the theater. And since I had a couple of drinks, I'm smart. I'm like, we're sitting on the end because I will no I'm doubt have to pee. get up and go to the yeah. bathroom this thing. Plus, I don't, I it's like, a long
0: movie. It doesn't feel like it, but yeah. it is.
1: So we sit on, the, on one end and it's like, you know, the theater's filling up. And then a couple gets in and they sit. One empty seat. So I'm on the end. Then Mo, they skip a seat right. and they sit next to next to us, right? Yeah. And just one of those things where you kind of like you can't and be kind of like, oh, hey, how's it? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. So while we're kind of like uh, getting ready for this movie, and you know you hear the person being like, hey, no saving seats and this and like whatever the uh, the people who work there. Oh,
0: it was that crowded. Yeah,
1: because yeah. people are just putting their shit down. So this guy yeah, it's the worst. this guy walks up to us. And points to the seat in the middle between Mo and this other couple. It's like, is that seat taken? She, no, it isn't. He's like, okay, great. Puts a bag in the seat, walks out, and we're like, uh. what just happened here? <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. It was just like a. Like, uh, in retrospect, I'm like, uh, that guy kind of looked kind of shady. Sure. But I'm projecting on that, of course. Yes. But puts his bag down. He's like, great. Puts it down. Walks out.
0: Immediate, yep. your brain goes yeah, to the worst like, thing.
1: Yeah, uh, it's like, opening night of a major movie. It's two days away from September 11th. If you see something, say something. But also, it's like, <laughs> am I overreacting? Yeah. Plus, there's a lot of commotion in the theater. So, it's like, we're just like, oh, fuck. And then... The girl of the other couple is like, look in the bag, L- look, look in the bag. And Seriously? Another. Yeah. And there's like, so the, the, the <laughs> boyfriend or the husband or the guy with her is like, oh Jesus Christ. So he kind of looks in there and he's like, oh yeah, you know it's, it's some stuff, a laptop. And I'm kind of like, oh, obviously, I don't know what a bomb looks like, right? But then Mo turns to me and he's being like, I don't, I don't like this. We should, we should sit someplace else. So we should leave. Let's leave the theater. And again, I'm not like gonna step out of the theater and wait for this guy to come back or say something because we'll lose our seats. Because it's like, I see. Yeah. is this a problem? But also, I don't want to lose my seats so if it's not. <laughs>
0: This is so, some 2017 bullshit right? So
1: then I'm like oh, There's nothing in there You know would there be wires? It's just a laptop And she looks at me She's like
0: Yeah Like You're not allowed to
1: fly From different, certain countries of the laptop I'm like Fuck that's right Remember the laptop man Yeah I'm like Oh shit that's right So anyway The girl of the other couple Is like i got to go get some snacks And she leaves And Mo's like I'm gonna go to the bathroom And leaves And I'm sitting there And just me and this dude Every once in a while <laughs> We like catch each other's glance And he's like He's like <sighs> and like looks back in and looks deeper and I'm just like oh, where the guy going like because again it's a crowded uh yeah. saturday night let me guess so if that guy so if the guy went to go get snacks of course he's not coming back for 15 20 minutes right. it's not it's not like he's going to go run and get it real quick so then to make things worse that guy's girlfriend he gets like a text and he looks at it and he looks at me he's like she says she's not coming back in until the guy comes back. So now his girlfriend or wife like left the theater. Not I went outside, but like is now like waiting outside the theater, being like, if he doesn't come back, we're leaving. And Mo, before she left, is like, if that guy is not here by the time I get back, we're sitting someplace else, and we're leaving.
0: As if like that would help? Exactly.
1: Like, <laughs> like oh the bombs, the, the blast, blast radius, radius is only like, yeah. Like that's it so. But again, it's like, and, I, and I'm just thinking, That's like, so sad. it feels like I've read so many books about human psychology, and it was so many people were just being like, how how powerful groupthink is, and it's the thing you've ever heard of. If you're in a crowd and someone just yells, run! Yeah, Everyone's gonna run, gone. even if you know. So the fact that like this guy's like, I don't know, what do you think? And we're was like, uh, this is kind of weird. Let me guess.
0: He showed up like 10 minutes later with a bunch of popcorn and soda.
1: He was not first. Mo comes back first, and she's like, he's in line getting snacks. Oh, she Because she him. went to the bathroom yeah. and saw him or whatever, but still was like. And I'm like, but if he doesn't come back with movie search, we will leave leaving. I'm like, well, why would the guy put a bomb down to go get a bag of popcorn? Like, I'll teach these American infidels. But first, <laughs> I'm paying twenty dollars for snacks. Yeah. Man, I can't get anything. I can't get anything else to eat here in downtown Manhattan.
0: That's a fucked up story. But by that, the way,
1: don't, I mean that's. But again, Mo's like, I'm telling that guy how rude. That is really fucking bad. I'm. T- I don't care where you are. You're did you tell Or an airport, I'm told like, don't. I was like. Don't say anything because we had to <laughs> he
0: may, if he didn't have a bomb, maybe he'll go get one.
2: And <laughs> also, like uh, now
1: we got to sit next to this guy for a two-hour movie. Where you're like, yeah. "How dare you do that?" Because yeah, he could be like, "Oh, I guess that was a bonehead move. Sorry, buddy." But if he's just like, "Don't fucking talk to me," like, what do you that, think? I'm a fucking I'm, terrorist? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't catch, I didn't get a good look at the guy when he left. Sure. Something. Like, if this guy comes back and he's anything close to Middle Eastern, and you're like, "I can't believe you left your bag here, buddy," that's, that's not a cool. It's like, great, here we go. Now an incident. You know, I don't know that. By the way. I think when people go to movies by themselves, it's one thing for you and I to go like catch a matinee, like an art house film when the movie's like half full. Whenever it's like opening night and someone's there by themselves, and of course it's a guy with, it's always a guy. He's always got like a beard like you. <laughs> You're dragging me right now. He's this got, is me. <laughs> He's got, he's uh, got, he's got like, he's in, he's in line like watching movies on his phone with his headphones, uh-huh. just like any, the constant like sa- adding his like two cents to someone in the line's conversation. Joe is talking about me right, right now. I'm always like, what's up with these people? You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, this guy's good. like so these, just,
0: these are my people, Joe. The
1: fact that this guy, he had like he had like like uh, the long cut off shorts. <laughs> you know, his clothes were like too big. One of the those Kevin Smith's shorts. Yeah, he definitely had a Kevin Smith vibe to him. It's just like, growing up not be doing that. Dude, sorry, so, so no, there was no. a good dude, I'm not kidding. It was a good eleven to twelve minutes of being like, I might be sitting you're paranoid. Next to yeah. like I was like, if the Coke commercial starts, and this guy isn't back, I'm walking out of here.
0: Dude, I have similar experience. Like I've never gone as far as like I don't know. By the I, way, real quick, yeah.
1: Another reason I like going to, like, matinees and going to movies late when no one's there. If someone was going to blow up a theater, they would do it at a crowd crowded one on opening night. To, like, send a message. No one's fucking going to uh, to the Lucky Logan screen right. a week well, before it goes on VOD. That's what I'm saying. To blow you, me, and some like, theater Even when out, I was you know? at
0: Tulip Fever a few weeks ago with, like, five people in the theater, someone had, you know... It's always, yeah, person comes in late, makes a lot of noise or something, and is, like, sketching me out. Yeah. And I think, like, oh, God... Like this is it? Yeah. And then it's like, oh wait, who? Like this? I'm at the Angelica right now, and there's five people here. Like this, right. that's not. This isn't all a risk. the all
1: the crazy movie theater <laughs> shit always happens. I know, because because the idea is you want to kill all no, the people. It's bad, man, because like <laughs> this podcast is
0: only like a flag talking about bombing theaters. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. Well, no, no, it's a legitimate concern. Like for the, after uh, the Dark Knight thing, I spent. Oh, absolutely. I spent so or, many or, days uh, in, uh, train wreck with that Amy right. Schumer's movie. I spent so many days in theaters, like having those moments where it's like I've almost left the theater because it's like I just don't want to be in here when that Person yeah maybe does something But the, Like when, yeah.
1: the, when the guy who checks the theater person works there. I don't when they go yeah. to the the, the fire. Oh, scan, I hate that. And then they stop. There with a flashlight like yeah. writing something down. Just like like who's that guy over
0: there? Does yeah. he work here? What's he? What's I hate he that's a Regal thing. I yeah. hate that Regal does that. Regal has this thing where they let their not even let they force their ushers to go into a theater for like quality check, which I respect. But yeah. the way they do it is they they leave a they leave a what do you call it a clipboard at the front of the theater. Yeah. So they have to walk. Right. They have to interrupt. To first of all, they they're holding one of those like things you use to like guide planes yeah yeah, like those those flare things orange cone orange cone things so they have one of those it's very distracting and they go to the front of the theater and if they're being thorough they'll walk through the whole theater with it and it's like the fuck just let me watch this movie in an
1: airport there's signs everywhere never leave your bags unattended if you see an unattended bag let people know right away i think that's just a rule of thumb anywhere yeah don't put your fucking bag down and be like hey because this guy could have easily been like, "Is anyone sitting there?" No. Hey, I'm gonna go get snacks now. I can leave my bag down here, but I know that's kind of weird. Is that okay? If
0: and you would have you would have felt better.
1: If not, I'll take it with me. If you promise to save my seat, and therefore now I'm looking at his face. Yeah. Therefore, if anyone comes by, someone's sitting there. Yes, our friend is sitting there. But also, I'd be like, "Yeah, just leave your bag. I don't give a shit." Yeah. Because he wouldn't. Because why would he do that? <sighs> it's a sad world. Let's we get live some in. fucking etiquette. Okay, and another lighter thing. I'm always brainstorming big project ideas. You started this off by complimenting me and uh, the fact <laughs> yes. that I'm an artiste and I make things and you, you have a lot of uh-huh. respect for me and admiration. Mm-hmm. I think you also said you were a piece of shit. I second that as well. Yeah. Um, so I saw again at the beginning before it, the trailer for that profoundly stupid looking movie Polaroid. Did you see the trailer for that? Polaroid? Polaroid. Yeah. You don't know about this? No. Oh my God. I think I made fun of this on a previous a- episode. If not, I've been I've been going off about it pretty hard. It's a movie where a, uh, a teenage girl who works at an antique shop finds an old Polaroid camera, and she takes a picture with it. The person in the picture dies or something. Oh, yeah, you like mentioned a ghost that. In the back. It's the stupidest thing. So now, new flesh, you and I, and possibly our listeners, they want to chime in on Twitter, we're going to <laughs> make our own com- concept, our own old technology horror movie. I figured it out. Here's our movie. Horror movie coming out. We're all going to figure it out. We're going to write it and sell it. Here's a movie. Get this. It's called fax machine. Oh shit! You get a fax. <laughs> you get it. You one, dead? We uh. We yeah. yeah. <laughs> that might be bad. We got to figure it out. We're all gonna figure it out. My well, what was yours? My thought of it was fax machine was some teenage girl gets an old fax machine for some reason, and when she plugs it in, it faxes someone's name, and whoever's name it faxes. Dies. <laughs> yeah, I got this old fax machine and this and it, this name and it came out it printed out your name. That's weird, and then we get hit by the car's like whoever's name gets faxed out of this machine. Exactly. That's a pretty good idea, right? Fax machine. And you got to figure out how to work a fax machine. Now people Yeah, like, and if
0: the line's busy, you're saved. Oh yeah. If yeah someone's yeah, yeah. on the phone or That's your mom's right. on the computer. Or like
1: if the toner's out, like that buys you some time. <laughs> fax machine. I mean it's Polar White, it's the stupidest fucking looking movie.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen the trailer for that
1: Oh, and also right at the beginning I saw a fucking hilarious commercial
0: uh, Joe I, doesn't go to the movies often This is very exciting for him Well, have you seen this commercial before? Oh, so I'll
1: tell you what the commercial is This woman is sitting in a room This older lady She looks like she's wearing like a, like a medical gown It looks almost like the end of 2001 Like a lit, like very cold, like fake bedroom or whatever And she looks like very confused And this robot comes in kind of like, you know, on wheels You know, kind of like the R2-D2 with the head And it just like Puts out a spoon to her mouth and there's ice cream in it. It's like ice cream. Eat the ice cream. And she like eats it. And that's like she's like, where am I? And that's like ice cream again. She's like, eat the ice cream. And she's like, okay. And then like it happens a couple more times and it's like really weird. And she's like, where's Paul or whatever? And she's like, here you go. Eat ice cream. She's like, I don't want any more ice cream. It's like eat the ice cream. Eat the ice cream. And she's like, no, I don't want this anymore. Where am I? Oh my god. I. And it's just like it's like. Like terrifying music, like this dystopian sci-fi scene. She like smacks the spoon out of its hand. So then the the robust chest opens up, and an ice cream cone comes out of it. And it's like eat the ice cream. And she's like, what's happening? And it goes, everyone you know is dead. There's only ice cream now. Ice cream. And it's like like this really tense music. that <laughs> cuts and it's like, Halo Top ice cream.
0: Are you serious?
1: <laughs> I started laughing so hard. That's the Halo Top commercial. Did so people
0: other people laugh? Yeah, everyone
1: started bursting like because we're watching and we're like, is this a fucking like. It looked like a commercial for like a Black Mirror episode. Like, why is this old lady being held captive by a robot that's forcing her ice cream? It was for Halo Top. I was like, that was fucking great. So, shout out to Halo Top. I, it sounds like I need to, to go sponsor. to Regal more. Feel free the, to sponsor the dope our podcast. Ads. Yeah.
0: Uh I haven't gone to Regal since I got the uh I paid for the AMC Stubbs program. What is that again? It's they have a regular one for free. You get all you basically get points every time you go, and every mm-hmm. time you get a certain number of points, you get five bucks. If you pay the fifteen, mm-hmm. uh you get points I think five times as fast. Okay. So basically the time I did it, the pr- there was a promotion where you got ten dollars for ten ten dollars worth of points free anyway. Yeah. So it paid for itself within a minute. Nice. And then now I have like seventy dollars in Amazon concession. Get money. yourself
1: a cool AMC hat. AMC, Yo, the, yeah. an AMC polo. I bet it's gray and the AMC's red. What is it? That's. I bet that's their polo. Oh, I don't know.
0: I don't know what it is. Dude. But they have... Get the polo. That'd be they so have funny. A, I think it's called the gargantuan or something. There's like a $16 pretzel. It's like this huge pretzel. <laughs> Jesus
2: Christ.
0: <laughs> the, anything. Oh, um yesterday also before we saw
1: the movie went to the cloisters awesome by the way definitely go if you haven't gone haven't. it's it's a medieval museum that's built like an old monastery oh cool really cool suggested donation Near Union Square I guess no it's way up there it's like at 190th Oh yeah, you were talking. Yeah, about it's dinner. like above the it's above Harlem. Uh, so we took the A there. But then on our way back, stopped at 110th Street. Stopped into Tom's restaurant. Oh, the, the, the Seinfeld, Seinfeld diner. Exterior. Actually, like a pretty good diner. But that was a nice little like uh, slice of uh, famous New York. New York history. Yeah, you I gotta like to get a lot. it all in because yeah. you might move. I just might. Ooh. Hey, don't be teasing that. I'll announce that when I want to announce it.
0: That's why I teased it. I didn't give any information. That's
1: right. um, what was I going to say? Also, oh. You talked about making stuff before. You're really
2: milking this. No, 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 no. no.
1: It's uh, it's also uh, the show. My buddy Tim and I have been writing. Has been going very well, and we've been working on the sizzle reel. And I found some guys on Freelancer who are now animating it for us, and we're getting it bit by bit. Looks real nice. Nice. Looks really good. I'm very excited.
0: 16 bits total. What do you mean? I was doing a joke about technology. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't follow. (laughs) Right over your head.
1: I will say though, uh, what you just said earlier. That's why I'm bringing this up all the way around. You're like. Because you had told a story about a friend of yours was spending a lot of money to make something that you don't know how it's going to turn out and you're, you admire it, but also see, it's pretty crazy. Your friend at least at one location racked up 500 bucks. Quick side note, that's not a lot for a location. We did the IFC thing. I had to rent the cake shop for a thing. But that you ma- had 10 grand. Yeah, that was not t- yours. To make 12 of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you break okay. that down, it's like that's nothing. Like, for yeah. instance, one location we had for three hours was $500, the cake shop. So that shit does not go very far. So I'm not surprised
0: your buddy had like, a seven hundred bucks. And like I for met this guy who was and P- that's location.
1: Yeah. They had to rent those cameras and and pay the yeah. cinematographer and, some, the everyone and stuff. Everyone was so
0: nice. I love everyone involved. Yeah. it was it was really fun. Sure, but uh, I just couldn't expensive. believe like that. Like this, it, it, I felt bad. Like there was this mm-hmm. PA guy who's like he used to work and he's basically like I'm. I'm going full-time PA. I'm not going to do food service industry anymore. I'm okay. going to do it. Yeah. And he just got off a two-month shoot, upstate New York. It was a Lifetime movie, which I thought so? was fascinating. No, just because yeah. he was telling me about this movie, which he said it was a great experience, and they pre-production, shot it, and it's post-wrapped in two months. Isn't yeah. that crazy? It's very crazy. It's <laughs> amazing. I mean, I
1: know people have done that. I kind of... um. I did not go that route because I yeah. think in the fact, which is kind of coming true now, where I was like, if I just kind of do my stuff in my spare time, I'll be able to like bluff my way in with the work that I have. Right. And like, and yeah. also now make money. Uh, right. What I'm getting at is also like, I'm a lousy PA. Like I know my strengths and weaknesses. I admire anyone who's like going to, who can start as a PA and work their way up. My buddy Paul Straw started as a PA in Chicago impressed the Wachowskis so much that they took him along with him to LA and he's worked his way up to do very well for himself and just in the, you know, production Production side. Yeah. Um, but like, I was like, I'm not going to pee. I like, I'm, I'm I'm fucking lazy and stupid and can't keep track of anything. My point is this. So we're doing this animation and finally we have no very talented animators who are, who are taking their time to work on it, but you know, we're not paying them. So they're like, you know, doing when they can, taking a long time. So finally I went on freelance and I'm like, let me see if I can find some, animators you know some people who know after effects i can communicate with and all people who work in america uh and i found a couple guys and now i save up some money for like a month and then i pay these guys to do like a portion at a time and it's like kind of cheap it's not like super cheap but also it's like how many people are sitting around being like i need tens of thousands of dollars to make my thing we're gonna pitch this thing to try and get more money, but I bet the sizzle reel will end up costing us total two thousand yeah. dollars, which is not a lot if it takes us a year to put it but together. Hey, but also, we're you're gonna spending have money on a, something. a dope sizzle reel and also, you know, scripts and stuff. We're writing in the. In the me- I'm just like, you know, the bar of entry to make present the thing a lot lower than people think. And if you ever go like, I don't know, people who do it or I can't afford it, fucking between Craigslist and freelancer and Fiverr, you'd be surprised. How many people will do it for a lot cheaper than your buddies? They had people away
0: to be extras yesterday because there were yeah. so many people trying people to People want help. to help
1: out doing stuff. And by the way, especially post-production, like stuff that's done in computers can be done anywhere. You know, yeah, you can get a guy in Chicago or like New York or LA to animate it for you for, you know, $1,000 an hour or a kid in Kansas City will do it for $200. Is that what you
0: found some Kansas Cityans?
1: Maybe, I'm not saying, but some I'm just Kansans. saying like, you know, uh, the cost of labor is not only... Not as expensive in other countries, but it's also not as expensive in other parts of the United States. Just throwing it out there for you guys. If you feel stuck on your project, check out Freelancer.com. Uh, so with that, I think that's everything that yeah, I can think of. Yeah, that was
0: a fun uh, intro. Yes. Want to get into bits and pieces? Let's get into the bits and pieces.
1: Ba-ba-ba-ba-bits and pieces. And I want all the fans listening to be thinking of good ideas. Why don't you tweet at us uh, your... Uh, your ideas for uh, fax machine, the movie that was said fax machine. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag.
0: I'm totally open. to uh, what's a good hashtag for that?
1: I think fax machine. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's fair to say that the fax machine hashtag is not taken. I don't think there's going to be a lot of a uh, competition for hashtag fax machine. Cool. I do hashtag fax machine movie, hashtag fax machine horror. We're open to ideas. We'll read the best ones in two weeks. Cause I'll be gone. We'll keep an eye yeah. on hashtag. We'll facts keep this going machine. for two weeks. Yeah, why not? Okay. Next
0: week, I am gonna have some good guests. Hopefully, and yeah, we're hopefully. gonna talk about the. Yeah, hopefully, oh, I am gonna be in
1: Chicago next week. I am leaving Tuesday, going to Ride Fest. If anyone's going, holla
0: at your boy. Definitely gonna see Queens of the Stone Age. You saw them, yes. That's what, another thing I want to say. I saw Queens of the Stone Age tour opener yeah. in Port Chester, New York, which is a nice fifty-minute train north. Um, nice, uh, nice facilities. Love that venue. Yeah, such a good venue. It's like kind of like a Grateful Dead spot. Like the, Phil Les still plays there all the time. They have Grateful Dead memorabilia everywhere. The so Dead I don't know sucks. if you'd like it. Yeah, no, I hate it. okay. But the venue itself is like just just not a bad spot in the house type of place. I
1: saw Queens of Stone Age a hundred years ago and thought they're always great live. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest, new album. Not you don't close. like it? I, I think it's great.
0: Okay. I genuinely like. But it. But how
1: do they? Uh, how do they sound? How they? They look? sound great. Yeah, the yeah, new
0: songs good. all sounded great. I thought. I was surprised that their set list was well of course it was new album heavy which is fine yeah. but it was also last album heavy like the, you know, the previous I one I love them Like Clockwork, Like Hogwarts is great again I wasn't upset because I love all the songs but they played like probably five or six off that too but then they also busted out some they hadn't played in a while nice. Little Sister uh, The Millionaire
1: They didn't play that Na na I was pissed at play that. Was it but, but Masculine Alcohol? Was it called the Feel Good Hit of the Summer? I think Feel it's Good Hit of the Summer.
0: Rated R is that album? No, that is, oh, that is Rated R, yeah. Um, Great record. One of the best, I mean queens of stone age since i've been seeing them they always close the show with song for the dead and it's like one of the coolest things ever yeah so you have that to look forward to that's great dude and also nine inch nails yeah which that show was one of the best i've ever seen oh i can't wait <laughs> i cannot wait to see. Nine i remember nails. back in the day queens used to open for nine inch nails
1: yeah. i saw queens of the stone age when Trail of dead opened for them
0: Trail of dead and you'll know
1: us by the Dead. remember them no <laughs> oh really you, didn't, you, no. know, you never heard of the album source tags and codes no holy shit you'd love it okay Really? You never listened to... You don't know, remember Trail of Dead? Trail of the Dead. The the full name of the band is And You Will Know Us by the Trail of Dead. No idea. But obviously, we just refer to them as Trail of Dead. Dude, you, I l- thought you said Tray Dead at first. No, like, Trail of... You, dude, you would love right, Trail of Dead. All right, that's going on my list. Source, tags, and codes. Check it out. That, uh, sounds, like a, that sounds
0: like a Death Cab album or something. No, nah,
1: they're way better than Death Cab. Okay. Dude, uh, I can't fucking wait for Riot Fest, though, dude. It's, it's going to be so... Good.
0: That how is that festival sneaking into Chicago every year with the best lineup of all the major festivals? Like it, I don't, it, especially because
1: of Pitchfork and Lollapalooza. <laughs> that yeah. is a good. That is a very good question. I don't know. And I don't care. New Order is also going to be there. Ministry. Who else want to say? Was it Death from Above?
0: Well, DFA is fun live. They I'll, they dropped seventy nine from their name. Does good. Is it, is it off the? It, yes, it is. Yeah, good yeah, for them. That. I'll
1: glance at Action Bronson. I think guys kind of a knucklehead. You uh, like his YouTube videos? Going to see Liars. And, uh, oh, by the way, uh, New Liars record is just okay, but they're so good live. Wu-Tang at the drive-in, because everyone's a Lawrence Arms Danzig. <laughs> Dude, bad brains. Fucking bad brains. I cannot wait to see that. Oh, you know who's really good? Is, uh, you heard this new record by the band Dead Cross? It yeah. is Mike Patton, a couple of guys from the Locust, and the old drummer of Slayer. It is Hell fucking yeah. insane, dude. Dead Cross gonna see Fishbone, gonna see Reviver, and who else? Am I gonna oh, you know what's the biggest headliner of this whole thing?
0: Jawbreaker. Who yeah, because they're like reunited. reunited Big deal, and, yeah. dude. Jawbreaker sucks. Again, I'm not super familiar, so I'm not gonna. No, they suck. Like Dinosaur Junior. TV on
1: the radio. Oh, Pennywise will be there. Nice. Gonna see Pennywise totally stoked Built to Spill the Mezingers Built to Spill's the shit Dude, Boston's are gonna play Let's Face It Cannot Wait And what else am I gonna be seeing there Hot Water Music Downtown Boys Beach Slang Dude, Beach Slang Beach Slang That record is fucking incredible So this is gonna be a good weekend Gonna drown myself in great Chicago beers Deep Dish Pizza Get that Half Acre Gonna go see the Bean (laughs) Gonna go by Wrigley Field No, I'm not Bill Swarsky's so stoked to uh, see... I haven't been to Chicago since... Uh, well, I haven't been to Chicago proper since last Rite Fest because I spent the whole holidays in the burbs. Yikes. Very excited. I don't make it back there, man. And you know, I might be I moving either. and not going to make it back there even less.
0: Yeah, I think I'll go home for Thanksgiving, but besides that, probably not.
1: Not Hanukkah?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first bit in piece. Okay, back actual bit in pieces. Uh, there's this wonderful, very great long-form read uh in New York Times. Like I just it's frustrating because the premise of it is annoying.
1: But if you ever want to know why the movie industry, the people who run it are so fucking clueless. This this long yeah. article that I didn't read the whole thing this for the Times. Yeah. We'll go ahead and say what it is.
0: So this is Attacked by Rotten Tomatoes, an article in the New York Times by shaking my head by Brooks Barnes. Or nodding
1: which is the one the no is nodding, right? Yeah. The shaking is this shaking is no, nodding is yes. Shaking my head right now.
0: SMH. Uh so I'll just read a little bit of it to start. Uh, Hollywood had a horrible summer Yeah Between the first weekend In May and Labor Day oh, whose s- fault that is By the way Yeah we'll get to that oh. uh, Between the first weekend In May and Labor Day A sequel stuffed period That typically accounts For 40% of annual ticket sales Yeah Box office revenue In North America Totaled 3.8 billion dollars A 15% decline From the same span last year Oh my god To find a slower summer You'd have to go back Gee, 20 what years happened? What happened Business has been so bad That America's three biggest Theater chains have lost Roughly 4 billion dollars In market value since May Wow interesting Ready for the truly alarming part Quick side note I'm
1: gonna bet bet That the reason is Is because All the movies that came out this summer Are fucking sucked. boardroom trash They're terrible Okay no what? what that you, is
0: the normal That is the normal thing to think Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay what does so, uh,
1: What does the uh, what New York Times dug into And what did they
0: find Hollywood is blaming a website what Rotten the, Tomatoes on, And okay, this part
1: Unbelievable Not BitTorrent.com
0: No This is my favorite part Because of the quote Who's the quotes attributed to I think it's the destruction of our business Said Brett Ratner Unbelievable <laughs> Really Brett And why is that uh, should, I,
1: should I search his name around tomatoes? That'll give me an idea. Yeah, so his he's directed such films
0: movies. as uh Hercu- he's directed Hercules, X-Men, The Last Stand, The Worst One. Yep. Uh, he's, pro- Rush he's produced Rush Hour 5 and 6 that no one <laughs> went on. Hour 3, yeah. Um, he produces a lot of stuff, occasionally does some good stuff, but like fuck you, you can't you have no luck to stand on. Yeah. Um anyway, back to the article some studio executives privately concede that a few recent movies just a few were simply bad flawed marketing may have played a role in a couple of other instances they yeah. acknowledged yeah, along f- with competition from Netflix and Amazon <laughs> but-
1: <laughs> maybe yeah maybe it was that that's so funny uh, and maybe also the fact that everyone has uh, high quality streaming content going to the house and phone right away and it's better than some of the theaters yeah, I mean, and doesn't it not cost anyway. $20 yeah you no know, okay. yeah, you know the ghost of, and packing some theaters a bunch of loud assholes or people putting mysterious bags in seats and leaving for 20 minutes <laughs> yeah maybe that's it but also
0: Most studio fingers point towards Rotten Tomatoes, which boils down hundreds of reviews to give films fresh or rotten scores on its tomato meter. I mean, I I think it's really funny
1: that the term tomato meter is now in boardrooms across Hollywood. People are banging their fists in the (laughs) desk. Damn, that tomato meter. (laughs) Some executive comes home to his mansion. His trophy wife is like, why are you home? So he's like, "Uh, I got laid off from the studio. What happened? He's like, that goddamn tomato meter. I'm out of my ass because of that tomato meter. I mean, hey,
0: I use Rotten Tomatoes It's like just not like a guiding principle just like hey I'm gonna see how this movie is because you're curious by the I'm way curious.
1: You seeing movies is your life yeah how I many, do you think the people who fucking don't go to the movies are going to the the, the checking the tomato meter before they decide not to see Dr. Strange or whatever do you know
0: what still blows my mind that there are, this, cause this never was me yeah. there are people who just go to the movie theater without an idea of what they want to yes, see yes I know and, that like, too timing. I learned that when
1: I was in the theater this is so fucking <laughs> stupid this is what's wrong with Hollywood in a nutshell no one is seeing like Fucking people. I don't know, six, seven years ago, when the Marvel shit and the DC shit and all that stuff, all those huge blockbusters happened, they all got together and said, let's just remake this shit forever because if we remake this product, we'll make the same amount of money, right? Yeah, boss, totally. Now, a couple years later, they're making no money, and they have the nerve to be like, oh, it's because... This popular website Is telling them Their movies are bad That's why Right Get the as fuck out of here As
0: if the, You're blaming the vehicle For revealing How shit your thing is And not how shit Your thing is Isn't
1: that it insane It's crazy But you can look In the archives Of so many other Fucking articles like this Where they were like It's Cisco and Ebert's fault No one's a Ebert gave it a bad review So now no one's Going to see it no you fucking moron. It's obvious it's going to be bad. Like yeah. what were some of the box office Oh, some of the year? ones
0: they reference. Um I believe I hope this is reference. I
1: wonder Woman, by the way, Wonder Woman was huge.
0: Uh, it oh. was huge. Oh, they blamed they like this is their part of their argument is yeah, saying that Baywatch and King Arthur. Bombing, that is as if those oh my two God. properties weren't the biggest like red flags on the what calendar. Fucking,
1: no one wanted to see those stupid fucking movies. Baywatch based is on the a property, TV show nobody remembers, and based on what was the other one? King Arthur. Based
0: who on cares? something that's been made a hundred times. And
1: also, who gives a And I never saw an ad for any of that shit. My favorite so is that Baywatch stupid. was
0: such a misguided attempt from the beginning because, like, the reason people watch that show or know that show is because there were tits bouncing in the credits. Yeah, and they, and they made Anderson's gorgeous, and they made a movie while they there are hot women in it, but like it, it's anchored by Zac Efron and The Rock. Yeah, and it's like, what is who's this movie for? Yeah,
1: and no, also Pornhub. <laughs> yeah, there was, no, there was no online pornography when. Yeah, when where's uh, the Pornhub stats in this article? That yeah, like, no shit. But you know what I mean? Because like, movies with tits are doing worse
0: because Pornhub <laughs> exists.
1: It's so yeah, exactly. Uh, back when no one had streaming hardcore pornography in their device, <laughs> they had to watch regular TV and find something to jerk off to. What
0: is interesting, I do think it's cool that, or it's it's weird that Rotten Tomatoes has had a thirty-two percent entry increase in traffic over the past year. It's like it's weird to me that they're like blowing up suddenly. But uh, they also kind of attribute that not attribute to it, but they go on to say like how the tomato meter is kind of like pervasive now. Like if you buy a tick, which is a weird because. Uh, Fandango, if you buy a ticket on Fandango, next to the where the movie title is, okay. is the little icon with the tomato the tomato meter and how much it yeah, what I don't, it scores. They don't pay attention to that. It's interesting because like Fandango it is revealed like owns uh rotten tomatoes. Interest That is interesting. So like they're kind of being like, "Hey, are you know, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot," I guess. But The people like the transparency. That is kind of weird because,
1: yeah, why would Fandango do that? Because basically they bought a service like don't buy some of our products.
0: Right. But what they did also is now they have like the user tomato meter. So like they put that next to it to be like, critics didn't like it. But fucking your dumb friend Jeremy loved it. Like, I don't know. Here's the thing, though. This is what's so irritating about it
1: is that the tomato meter, to me, you you could go easily blame Twitter because it's like. A movie comes out, and if all your friends are trashing it on Twitter—not film critics—but if you hashtag, you know, Baywatch movie, and people are like, "This is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen," or "or opening night, worst movie ever," don't bother. You know, you're also not going to see it. So, is it Twitter's fault that nobody wants to the Baywatch movie? Furthermore, and this is—it's funny mentioning psychology again, or the psychology of people. Um, I forget what it's called at the top of my head because I'm not smart and I can't retain facts. But what is that phenomenon where it's like you, for instance, can go see a doctor and your doctor will be like, hey, uh ran some tests, and according to my professional opinion, your diet sucks and you gotta eat healthier and stop eating pizza every day or you're gonna get you're gonna get heart disease. And you're like, oh my God. And then you'll see a friend later and he's like, Let's go get a slice of pizza, and you're like, My doctor says I can't eat a lot of pizza, and your friend will be like, What are you talking about? I eat pizza all the time, I'm fine, and you're like, Oh yeah, I guess I am fine. So some there's this, sort of fallacy It's a fallacy where it's yeah. basically uh, you
0: it's like experience
1: the versus the people you know, yeah. the people that you identify with family members or friends or when you go up to like political pundits like people who tell you what you want to hear you will take their advice or their information as valid as a professional's if it's something you want to hear so case in point confirmation I, bias right yeah i think that's what, that what, what it is you so you can yeah. see a bunch of ads that are like baywatch is the best funniest movie of the year the rock is the best I'm like i like the rock I like that and then you see a friend is like dude baywatch looks like shit and you're like yeah. Oh, yeah, it does look bad. And something with fucking rotten tomatoes. You will forever take the opinion of people close to you or the people of social media or your friends, what, they, what their opinion is based on more than a critic. Another case in point. If a critic is like, you're like, man, I want to see that... Uh, 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 Logan Lucky movie that looks I love I love the people who are in it I really like Soderbergh's last couple of movies and the critics like this movie's trash it's so stupid you think to yourself oh that's just critic thinking I'm, that critics are always looking for something the blood didn't they hate this other thing I saw a movie that I love that a critic hated screw critics I'm going to see it because I'm the everyman and you go see it or a critic could be like yeah Baywatch sucks and you're like yeah it sucks like it doesn't matter what the critics say. You've already made up your mind. That's the confirmation bias. Is like you make up your mind if you want to see something or not, if you like something or not, if you believe it or not, before someone confirms or denies it, and that information just solidifies what you thought already. So this whole goddamn thing about Rotten Tomatoes being the reason nobody sees movies is fucking horseshit to begin with. Yeah, but, but these fucking assholes—it's amazing how in Hollywood like, yeah. are like trying to keep their job, so they're sitting around going, "Yeah, oh, why didn't nobody see our movie?" oh, there's this website that gets a lot of traffic that said it was bad. It's that's fault.
0: No, it's your fault for making a shitty fucking movie. Yeah, if you made... Yeah, they would be praising the shit out of Rotten Tomatoes if they made good movies. That's right. (laughs) What did Rotten Tomatoes say about it? Oh, it's like 90-something.
1: Yeah, oh, and everyone... But is that Rotten Tomatoes' fault? No, it's our marketing is the reason it got it because uh, we had a great campaign. They're all yeah, they're all sitting around whatever studio made it, being like, thanks they to believe. our right. thanks to right. our marketing strategy, right. thanks to us picking buying this property, thanks to our pick of director. That's why it did so well.
0: But, but it's now it's not Rotten Tomatoes' fault. Only yeah, if it's bad. Yeah, yeah, It's so goddamn yeah. irritating. Absurd. The way
1: people justify their, their jobs is so fucking irritating. Yeah, and that this you sent me that. I went off on this that. This
0: article's great. It goes into the history of Rotten Tomatoes and how many people... There's only 36 people work there. Yeah, and it's
1: I don't think... By the way, I don't think the New York Times was siding with no, this no, argument. No, 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 no. They just did a good job of being like, Hey, just so you know, this summer sucked and Hollywood is blaming Rotten and
0: Tomatoes. And studios are fighting back. This part's fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. Um... Studios are trying to battle Rotten Tomatoes on multiple fronts. Marketers have discovered that early positive reviews can produce a bandwagon effect later, as some critics, especially those at less prestigious outlets, seek to go with the flow instead of against it. Studios have also started screaming films early for certain pockets of critics. Yeah. In some the cases, ones who say they like stuff. Like, remember how Scott Wam- uh, Wampler got sent to Derry yeah. or whatever, Maine? Was it for Mr. Mercedes? Or it, right? was for, it was for Dark Tower. That's right.
1: And which, he didn't have a good thing to say about it. No
0: which is hilarious because like they clearly thought he would. Yep. Um in some cases studios create spreadsheets of which critics to invite to early screenings often at festivals based on questions such as who liked what in the past and who gets positive I mean, views more often. I mean it's
1: their not. prerogative to do that to be honest. I thought they've been, I figured they'd been doing that since the beginning. This is, if yeah. I had a studio I would totally do
0: that. Yeah. That's fine. This is interesting. It's notable that Leatherface, a horror movie scheduled for release in late October, already has a very positive Rotten Tomato score of 86 based on 7 reviews. Rotten Tomatoes requires a minimum of 5 before calculating a score. The 7 reviews came after an August screening at a London called Fright Fest that was attended by reviewers from sites like Dread Central and Hey You Guys, which bills itself as an outlet for Love Letters to Cinema.
1: Yeah, quick side note. What wasn't a Dread Central that was like was first like the Woods is the best movie ever? Yeah. And then they flipped it yeah. like Blair Witch is the scariest movie of the year, like, yeah. perfect remake or yeah. redo, or they basically whatever. are in cahoots with They the, acted like yeah. we 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 we, hey. we saw those articles like, oh my god, Blair Witch is gonna be amazing, yeah. says Dread Central. I haven't even seen it. You couldn't
0: stand it. Well, yeah, it's terrible. But I've said about Dread Central, and Blood discussing in the past. Those are great websites to read horror news and get horror news. Yeah. But I would never trust the review right. there because like they're it's they're, they're there site. for clicks. Yeah, and they're not
1: site. they're not journalists. Not to say that we are, but they are not no. like died in the wool journalistic integrities Like say uh, a Charles Burmesco. Those are just people who who write about things that they love. So also, why wouldn't they just be like, yeah, Blair Witch Project was was amazing. And this is also interesting. it doesn't matter if if they're wrong.
0: If Rotten Tomatoes is a monster, the studios helped create it. As much as they fear and loathe low scores, they love high ones. Sony recently ended a trailer for Baby Driver by flashing the Rotten Tomatoes logo mm-hmm. in 100%. Yeah. Uh, it later slipped to 94, but it was 100. And Anna Annapurna did the same thing for Detroit in television ads. Um, and Rotten Tomatoes is getting stronger. The set is working to build its t- tomato meter with TV shows into more formidable force. Also in development are a half dozen video series, including one built around a cheeky event called Your Opinion Sucks. So I don't know. Uh, this article is great and w- really shows how fucking dumb Hollywood is.
1: Yeah, or more specifically, how the people up top who are making the decisions. By the way, all this stuff with Hollywood and box office stuff, like, you can kind of hedge your bets. But we we realize at this point, like it's it's all a lot of like luck, and you can't you can't predict the zeitgeist. You can't predict that something's going to be a hit. You can hedge your bets with, but Mike you can spending tell some money. You,
0: you can tell ahead of time that a movie called Baywatch. With yeah. just two guys in it isn't going to fucking But it's also, crack. if
1: you work at the studio and you find people out. People are afraid they, to say
0: no, I think. Uh, well, of when course, you work because. There. Like, I was an intern in yeah. Hollywood Studio, and it's amazing the shit that people just don't say because they don't want to upset their boss when it's like, oh, yeah, you're going to. So you're going to let them spend millions of dollars yeah. making a movie and there's no flop, and it's like, sorry.
1: Yeah, because you kind of position yourself in a spot that's like equal parts. If it's a hit, I get credit, and if it's right. a flop, I don't. And that's how these people survive in this industry. And, hey, that sucks, you know, but. Hey, you pick, you. You picked that career. That's it for you. So this is just a long line of things that they're pointing to say. Oh, no, it's not my fault. It's not this ridiculous system the of fault. The Hollywood blame fault. game, folks. Yeah,
0: whatever. Fuck you. All right, you. we're moving on. Yeah. Next bit of news. We have new information about the next Purge movie. Oh, nice. The series that keeps getting a little better every time, but still sucks.
1: Will this be a, a, a finally a, a good movie? Let's a, see. Officially good movie.
0: It's uh, James DeMonaco has not only confirmed the Purge: The Island as the title, mm. but it's also a prequel, and it will take viewers back to the very first Purge. Oh, cool! Uh, set on Staten Island. The film would demonstrate how the new founding father's batshit crazy plan to rescue a dying economy turns into a national holiday in which all crime, including rape and murder, is legal for one whole night. On Staten Island. Right. So I said it's the first experimental purge, which I don't know if I was supposed to say, but now I've said it, so you have it. It's coming July 4th. Uh, I was wondering how you get people to stay for the first purge, and what they do is they start monetizing it. People from Staten Island can easily go to Brooklyn for the evening, so what they do is start promising very decent sums of money for the very poor people in the neighborhood. It becomes a monetization of murder and violence, incentivizing killing and keeping people around for them to be victims. So you see the inception of how grotesque the idea of the purge is and the manipulation upon society. This sounds like the best one already. Yeah, it sounds
1: really good. I like that. It's a
0: cool, like, oh, we're going to get some more social commentary Yeah, I know. To, to the premise. Like, the other ones clearly have it, but this one's uh, like- I really like what the way that sounds it could easily be fucked up those movies are shot in such a weird b-movie way that i don't really understand they in a cheap way because i want to make as much money well as possible. yes okay i guess i do understand yeah but uh with Makes that's coming me. july 4th i guess and there's a the purge tv series is in the works and we don't know much about it uh cool. moving on uh Ger- gerald's game the next stephen king thing to come out comes out on netflix friday september 29th ha- wait when Friday, September 29th.
1: Oh, I'm gonna put it in my calendar Very right soon. Now.
0: Oh my god. Uh, Carlo Giugino stars, and the trailer is out, but I haven't watched it because I don't want to. But yeah, I'm I, not gonna watch anything. Yeah. Uh, King recently tweeted after seeing a rough cut, horrifying, hypnotic, terrific. It's gonna freak you out. He also praised the shit out of it a while ago, and saying mm-hmm. like, just relax, everyone, it's great. Yeah. And then you could tell his tweet about Dark Tower was a little insincere because he started. He started off by saying like, it's not quite my book. Yeah. But it's still great. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- these ones feel real. Oh, nice. So that's exciting. Very exciting. Uh, the trailer for Insidious 4 came out. It's called Insidious, The Last Key. Hell, yeah. And it looks fucking awesome, I think.
1: Oh, I did see that trailer. It looks really good. Holy yeah. shit, like the hand without keys and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you sent me that. That was a really good trailer. So
0: in the in the thriller, which welcomes back franchise standout, Lynn Shea as Dr. Elise Rainer, or Rainier, the brilliant parapsychologist faces her most fearsome and personal haunting yet in her own family home. So it looks really cool mostly different cast except for lynn and those two guys who are like the the ghostbuster type dudes who she <laughs> rolls around with yeah it's being directed by adam robital who did the taking of deborah logan okay which people like and i actually haven't seen i don't mm-hmm. think oh okay. yeah um oh my
1: god came with a good idea for a fax machine but god
0: oh <laughs> uh this comes out january 5th 2018 watch the trailer it looks great okay so what in was this, your bit so
1: this thing when you plug it in the fax machine right Occasionally, apropos of nothing. You can hear the you know the the, the dial up, bring, 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 crunch or whatever. And what it does is it prints out a copy of a newspaper article of a horrible tragedy or death that happens. The next day, it's one of those things where it's like, "What hotel burns down and people die? Wait, this is that's weird. That hotel perfectly fine." And then you wake up the next day, and it's like, "Hotel burned down and all these people died." and You're looking at the thing like, "Holy shit! I got I got faxed the, the news report thing about this the day before." Like, and then now that's it's like, a
0: movie already, right? I don't think so. Fax machines? <laughs> no, but like the premise of you get. The news of the isn't that eleven twenty two sixty no what is it there's something there's that was deals a TV with that.
1: show called more more next morning's edition or whatever like I guess tomorrow's paper today but that was that was more like a all right whatever, whatever. <laughs> your I,
0: your premise is great thank you um and there's another new Stephen King because thing. then
1: in the movie like <laughs> that sound can be like really terrifying you know because you know how, like they have the uh, in like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies like it's like that that sound of the camera like Ba-ching! Ba-ching! so now the new one's gonna be like. <laughs> <laughs> and like, just keeps cutting the shots of the fax machine, like those old school ones with the phone still on it for some reason. The look receiver, that. look at them bars. Oh, <laughs> sorry guys,
0: might have peaked that a little bit. Uh, fax machine's a good idea, I think. Yeah, you're really sound. Gonna, off, sound off in the tweets. We're gonna write this. Yeah. Uh, so know. Stephen King has another thing coming out that I didn't even know about.
1: We should pull our money together. <laughs> And see if we can get no. You're gonna get stupid. I bet we can hire people on Freelancer to write it for us. We jot down the ideas, hire someone to write the outline, then hire someone to to uh, to jot like to do like the first draft. Then we go look over it, make some notes, hire another person to rewrite that uh, more detailed. Well, outline. this is then a- hire someone to write the screenplay for us.
0: It's really cheap. I'm gonna write this down for a different reason what? than you think, but we'll talk about it later. Okay. I think that's a great idea. Thank you. Podcast. <laughs> Okay. Um, so, as I was trying to say, what? Stephen King has another thing coming out that right. I didn't know about. It's called 1922. It's based on a Stephen King's 2010 novella published in the collection Full Dark No Stars. King, in interv- an interview with Yahoo Movies, said that the one you want to watch for is Netflix. Uh, they did an adaptation of 1922. I think it's going to be out in October. And man, I saw a rough cut of that and it won't leave my mind. It is super creepy. Can't wait. It's, I want to
1: know nothing about it. It's Netflix on, on October. You don't want to know the, even the description? No, okay. don't tell
0: me. Fine. Cool. I'm yeah not right? anything. Yeah, that's good, a good right? idea. Yeah. Uh, 1922 comes out October 20th.
1: But speaking of Stephen King stuff, I feel like we're currently in a Stephen King movie. we one. Where a kid wishes that uh, his favorite Stephen King book or books would be turned into movies or TV shows, <laughs> and then he finds out slowly but surely everything becomes Stephen King. I mean, this is becoming like Star Wars. It's like every day it's like new Stephen King thing because he has like this backlog of stuff. Dude, I mean, he's so rich. I kind of want to be like, I kind of like, okay, pump the brakes. Let's you know. Well, like, dude. Okay.
0: It making this much money is gonna bring. We're gonna get Salem's Lot. We're gonna get. I think we're going to get all these like old ones that I haven't really got. A I hope that they adaptation. would do it on
1: Netflix just to be like, and hey, the Mr. Mercedes, Like one day we'll see that.
0: <laughs> one day we will see Mr. Mercedes. Uh, another bit of news, the Day of the Dead remake, which we may have talked about in the past. I don't think it's so. It's been bopping around a bit. I feel like this is the first time I'm hearing about it. It's this. tentatively titled Day of the Dead Bloodline. Um, it's one of those releases that's going to be a DirecTV exclusive. Oh, no. Um, and then it'll be available somewhere. Uh, it follows a former medical student tormented by a dark figure from her past, who happens to be a half-human, half-zombie, hell-bent on destroying her. Um, in the modern, what? T- yeah, I don't know. That sounds weird. So
1: they're not doing the uh, the, art, the military. The, like, base isn't that the military base thing? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Oh Jesus! Remember
0: Bub from the original? The Bub in this one is called Max, and there's a photo of him, and it looks kind of dumb. I don't know anything about this, so I'll have to wait and see. It's directed p- by Hector Hernandez, who did the corpse of Annie Fritz or Anna Fritz. Don't know what I've that never is. I have heard of that. Me neither, but I'll look into that. Yeah. Moving on. We have Sounds like they're dumping that. 47 Meters Down. Remember that movie about the shark? I didn't see it. I liked it. Mandy I said Moore? I liked it. Yeah, Mandy Moore. It was supposed to be direct-to-video. The Shallows came out. Made a lot of money. They decided to put it in theaters. It, it was successful. It made way to go to go 53 girl million globally. Ryan Adams' Guess ex-wife. Guess what? Mandy uh, Guess Mandy, what's whatever. coming. What? 48 Meters Down.
1: Wait, what was the first one?
0: 47 Meters.
1: <laughs> how how, how long is meters? Three feet? That's a yard. <laughs> What's a meter? I don't know. Don't don't get conversions into this. <laughs> look that in there. Because I'm thinking like, is that that much
0: deeper? I really hope that they I don't... I feel like
1: two meters is like five feet. I'm
0: look it up. So you're saying it's like trivial that there's like another... Yeah, exactly. they going to fall down one more foot or like yeah, right? one like, more who cares?
1: yard? Was she on the edge of like a cliff or a trench no, or something? No, so the
0: premise of that movie is she's in one of those like... you. They put you in a cage and drop you in the ocean. Yeah, and that was stuck down there. Yeah, and she got stuck. So let's see what this one says. The, this time the action will move the deadly shark action from Mexico to Brazil, and follow a group of girls looking for adventure in the coastal metropolis of Recife, uh, hoping to get off the well-worn tourist trail. They hear about some hidden underwater ruins, only to find that the turquoise waves of secret Atlantis aren't completely uninhabited. Dude, so,
1: a meter is three feet and three and a little over
0: three inches. Don't you're overthinking this so dumb title. Six and a half more. <laughs> Do you think feet? they really added? Who a, gives a shit? Did you think they added one more Dalmatian for a hundred and two Dalmatians? <laughs> Didn't they? <laughs> I never saw it that the whole premise like we got another one right yeah well i figured that was the whole point of it right <laughs> yeah i don't know though it seems like they're dropping the like it's not going to be starring me anymore. it's going to be a new group of kids and a new, a new shark mm-hmm. uh i'll see it probably so good job uh nicholas cage there's a image came out and joey was psyched remember this i sent you that picture. yes i did explain it uh penos the director of Beyond the Black Rainbow.
1: Which was kind of a boring movie or not that great. I mean, it was okay, but it, its look and its style was like unsurpassed. I was like, i might, I watching, I'm like, this thing is fucking amazing.
0: Yeah. So Nick Cage is starring in an upcoming action thriller called Mandy, mm-hmm. uh, set in 1983. Uh, Cage plays Red Miller, a broken and haunted man who hunts the unhinged religious sect who slaughtered the love of his life. It sounds great, or it just looks great. The image is just him covered in blood. Uh, It's going to look
1: at least amazing, and if it's got rage in it, I think a Nick Cage plus director of Black uh, uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow equals movie made for me specifically. Yes, I'm very excited. So,
0: and of course, before we get into it, let's confirm that the It sequel is moving ahead with screenwriter Gary Doberman, Andy Muschietti, who directed It, is expected to return, but he hasn't closed a deal yet. Uh, Everyone else. All the producers are back as well. <laughs> this article from Thursday says that it is expected to be the king of the box office, opening at sixty-five with estimates as high as seventy-five. Yes, dude, it crushed. I know. Eh, they were off so by Dober- about
1: hundred million. <laughs> no, a little
0: bit. Doberman is one of three writers credited on it, along Doberman. with Chase Palmer and Kerry Fukunaga, who was you know attached before, so we don't really know how much of Kerry Fukunaga's script is in there. Um, let's see what Musheti told Yahoo Movies. Yahoo Movies getting all the scoops. I really wanted to focus on the emotional journey of the kids in the first movie. Getting into the other dimension, the other side was something we could introduce in the second part. Yes. In the book, the perspective of the writing is always with the losers. So everything they know about Pennywise is very speculative and shrouded in absurdity. So I wanted to respect that mystery feeling of not knowing what's on the other side. Okay. So you there's no that date. That
1: means it's going to be a Pennywise spin-off movie. Yeah, there's
0: no date yet, but it, uh, it too will probably be out, I'm going to say 2019. And let's get into it. Okay. Literally.
1: Oh, because what did we watch? We didn't watch anything. I watch
0: BoJack, and I think it's great. And you um, don't you don't want to know about it. Yeah, that's BoJack. Right. I've know. seen seven episodes of it. It is uh, simultaneously so fucking depressing and sad. Uh, there's a little bit of like ray of hope sort of feeling. Finally, mm-hmm. uh, very mm-hmm. consistently funny the whole time. And they do the satire, like kind of like a Trump thing that you think sounds annoying on its head. Just yeah, saying does, a yeah. Trump thing sounds terrible. Yes. But they they're they're so smart and clever that like it actually works.
1: Uh, I will say that I watched, um, besides The Great British Bake Off, to watch a non-horror thing. Uh, There's a show for... um, Hi, I Can't Talk. There is a show on Viceland called Epically Latered. And it's going to be... The fuck does that mean? It's a documentary show about a bunch of pro skaters from the early aughts. And the first one was about Bam Margera. And it's a pretty sad tale about that guy trying to get back in the get back to where he was you know that it's kind of talks about him and ryan dunn and i could tell that because interviewing a lot of like pro skaters And i think the whole thing's going to be about just a documentary series about the skaters from his generation there's, there's a trailer out there and a lot of those guys uh got into drugs and bam got into drinking and also being a huge celebrity and things did not go well for him for a while and he's kind of trying to bounce back but he looks really rough and he's trying to be clean and sober and he hasn't skated for like ten years, so right. he's trying to learn skateboarding again. But they keep going back to his story, which is you know pretty fascinating. Anyway, uh, I thought it was good. I'm a sucker for docs so I, I liked it a lot. Anyway, we're we gonna talk about it.
0: Let's talk about it, man. Okay. I saw it on Tuesday at a press screening, and it was one of the most fun screenings I've been at in so long. Oh, why is that? Oh, just the crowd. It's this, this movie. First of all, let's get it out of the way. Yeah. It. 2017 mm-hmm. fucking rules yeah it was
1: excellent i loved it. it's awesome it was very good it's
0: probably the best studio horror thing in a i don't know how long i said that about annabelle 2 probably but yeah. i think it's better since
1: yeah That's it's, a a, it's point, like yeah. a
0: different level it's a different type of movie this is like this is the most close to like an 80s horror movie that we've had mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like it, it plays like a like a, like a Nightmare on Elm Street sequel, almost. Yeah, and the
1: kids are kind of like the Goonies.
0: The kids are like the Goonies. It has that Spielberg vibe. It has that It very much heavily influenced by Stand By Me, which I think King has even said in the past, it was like kind of like influenced the, by Stand like By the, Me. It was
1: like the non-horror version of that movie. Right. Uh, An and idiot would say something like, oh, it's a lot like Stranger Things. We know why that's incorrect. Yeah, because I'm, let's yep, go back exactly, in the loop yeah. of time. But if you if you want a more recent uh, frame of reference, and there's even one of the kids in Stranger Things in it, but yeah. it does have that... Kids running around their neighborhood trying to stop a monster. Nobody believes them. They're constantly talking about fucking each other's moms and just being the way boys tease each other when they're twelve or thirteen. Right? Is that how old they are? Yes. I feel like they're, not, they're, they're like uh, fifth or sixth grade kids? No. I'm I think this that.
0: movie knows that it's like tipping its hat to Nightmare on Elm Street because if you notice on the marquee at the theater, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. It's like playing, five
1: because it takes like place in '89. It, yeah. Is that that run on Street 5 maybe? Yeah um, th- Of course they'd be right Yeah They didn't yeah. fuck that up Yeah That's an easy detail
0: Yeah So I like that about it mm-hmm. It It wasn't
1: too Stranger Things-y With the nostalgia I life.
0: never even finished that So I don't really Oh how do you mean though Like
1: the uh, Stranger Things wears its uh, influences On its sleeve Right or You can watch Stranger Things And be like Oh this oh, shot is that, just like that That's that That's that, that, that yeah. Cemetery Man That's it That's I going, thought this that. was f- Competently that.
0: directed For the most oh, part it was directed very well Yeah Competently. It was good Um I've seen people upset about like the I think the the pace towards the end when it gets like just like jump scare after jump scare and stuff. I don't care. I don't, care. I don't, I I don't, don't really... care what some
1: dummy on Twitter things. What did <laughs> yeah. you think?
0: Oh, I thought it was great. I thought the scares worked mostly. Yeah. I was annoyed by bad CGI early on and I kind of forgot about it going uh, going through the movie. This director made Mama, correct? Yes, I which people m- like and I don't understand.
1: Remember when Mama kind of shows herself in the third act? It, had a it ruins of a it, a, doesn't it? Cartoony, you know, yeah. smoke thing, climbing the walls or whatever. If I'm, if I'm remembering the right thing. That's what I think. Yeah, I think that's correct. There's a school of thought, no school of thought of directing that uh, was perpetuated by um, Spielberg? Rod, Roger Ebert of all oh. people about how some people think they feel like they're paying homage to old horror movies by purposely making it look kind of fake or kind yeah. of well, I'm not saying purposely fake, but people think that that sort of, um, look that colorful standing out that people grew up loving that because that was just the way that the medium dictated. Cause they had to do it on film, you know, and do like with models and stuff like that. I of course don't subscribe to that thought at all. I'm saying that I don't think the CGI was bad. I think that was a creative choice. Like for instance, when he first, when the, what's his name, Georgie first encounters Pennywise in the famous, you know, sewer scene or whatever. Yeah, Pennywise's face is in the shadows, like the upper part of his face from his nose up is like almost in the shadows of black. So anything that's illuminated is his mouth, but also his eyes are glowing. Right. And that looked the like... The
0: deadlights, as they call them in the book. Yes, and but it wasn't living. like
1: glowing, glowing. It was like, you could see his eyes and you could see like his mouth, but everything else is shrouded in Hi, darkness. Georgie. But it wasn't a lighting technique, it was like a CGI'd, so you could see his eyes and his mouth. And I'm looking at that like, that looks clearly fake, but it was also like, I think that that was a style choice, not a, this is the best we could afford choice. Um, so for me, it didn't bother me because I'm like, this is the style that they've chosen. Yeah.
0: And I thought Stellan's, or not Stellan's, Bill Skarsgård. Are those Peter, son Peter, of Peter Skarsgård. S- no. no. That's Sarsgård. This is Skarsgård. These are what like the Swedish people. Jesus Christ. So it, it was Alexander, yeah. who's in Big Little Lies and True Blood and HBO stuff. Yeah. Then there's Stellan, who's in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. And I think his, this is Stellan's son and... The other one's brother, Bill Skarsgård. I don't know what he, I've never seen him before. I don't think
1: uh, he was in Hemlock Grove, which is terrible. which I didn't see. Yeah. All right. Oh my watching. god! I guess we'll talk about Pennywise out up top. His Pennywise performance. I mean, I, I thought will, it was great. I will put it next to Tim Curry's. Now yeah. Tim Curry's great, and I loved his performance, and I, you know all the great things that Tim Curry and you know Horror Picture Show in his in his amazing range, but. This guy basically invented a completely new Pennywise at a time. It's
0: less like funny and just kind of f- more demonic.
1: I mean, I'm not saying as good as it's as good as Heath Ledger's Joker, but considering this kid went into there being like okay. The most famous thing about the movie that we're re or the readaptation of the older movie, the most famous thing was Tim Curry's performance. Just like when Heath Ledger was the Joker, we were all like, "Oh, you man. can't beat," Nicholson yeah, you're like, "Oh, it was yeah. Nicholson's nickel. You can't beat that. Give me a break." So he didn't even try. He went in the opposite direction. And then once that movie coming came out, we were like, "Nicholson, who? Right? He would have one of them. Fucking won an Oscar for that. So." In a much smaller, hyped way, his perform going in, I was like, man, this guy's got some big clown shoes to fill, pun intended. <laughs> and after that first scene where he like uh, gets Georgie, I was like, holy fuck, he's made this his own, and it is goddamn great. I love the way- Oh, like, it is great. I
0: love the way he drools. Yeah. I love the way his, his voice, eyes are like cocked.
1: His, vo- like, his voice, I'm not going to impersonate it, but his look, his voice, his demeanor- it was hundred percent his own, and paid off so well. It was great. It
0: has like the feeling that like his like this physical form of mine could deteriorate at any moment. Yeah. like his like face is kind of falling apart sometimes. Yeah. it's really interesting. Um,
1: it definitely feels like a being that has packed itself into
0: this clown. Right. Look. Which they do a good job of uh, setting that up. I'm trying to think of. The, I watched the miniseries this morning, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to like parse out which is which. But one of them does a really good job of like saying, "Hey." The clown—he's not the clown. He's a fucking evil entity that we see as a clown. But in the end of the miniseries, I don't know if you remember. Spoiler yeah. alert! I it's suppose, Like a giant spider. It turns into a giant it's spider. It's really stupid. I think the book too.
1: Yeah, people have always said the, the book is terrifying till the end. Then it's like you almost. And then it just down.
0: becomes like uh, too, he's doing too much at the end, and it's yeah, like yeah. Yeah, all these things. Um, the movie kind of references the spider at the, at the the new one does you remember that at the part where like he's kind of like at the very end changing into all these different forms really quickly there's one where like he's uh, a giant... spoiler alert oh yeah okay, well whatever <laughs> i do know what
1: you're talking about he, he does take on many i think in this one they're going to go for the it does not have an official shape right because i think also at the end of the miniseries uh they kind of alluded to the fact that it was like an alien or an alien being and i feel like in this show and this movie and these series, they're setting up, although it's not defined, that this is more of like the manifestation of something evil. Right. And therefore, it does not have a shape. Other yes. than the one that it takes the form of a clown to, to lure kids in, and then it has this, when we see it open its mouth, they have a whole sea of teeth and right. it'd be like terrifying. And the first reveal of that in the, the movie. Because it children's fear. doesn't actually eat the children, I don't think, maybe right? It does that as well.
0: Right. So the first, the reason I was so skeptical at first is because the opening or the scene with Georgie ends in such a way. It's pretty violent. It's violent. It's awesome. Yeah. But then, like, there's that there's one shot of his face that it's pretty bad CGI, and it's like the first shot in the movie that has it, and it just took me out of it for a second. Like but then it cuts. His face? The, it's face. Yeah. When it like wears. jumps in. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, it does. Then it cuts to that above shot where it's just like you see Georgie and like what happened to him. Yeah. And it's like, oh fuck! Yeah. I thought that shot would have been so much more effective if it didn't have like the goofy CGI right before it. But I didn't feel like it was that goofy. I felt it, was just, it looked goofy to me. Um, it's just
1: so startling. You know, it you was really, startling. Yeah. It
0: didn't like ruin it that much, but it did take me out of it for a second. I was like, "Oh, I see why people are complaining about the CGI in this movie." No, I but would for not. the rest of it, I w- I didn't let it bother me at all. Like that was the only moment I felt it. Yeah. Um, like is that painting thing, like this. That was so awesome. The CGI Slenderman like playing. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, that was really good. So what they did a really good job of picking like children's biggest fears, and then uh, the
0: leper guy. Yeah,
1: and then like like manifesting in a way again,
0: very nightmare. And I mean, that's always been what it is. But like, mm. I was just struck more so than the I was when I watched the miniseries by how influenced mm-hmm. by Freddy Krueger like nightmare logic type of thing. Yeah, and
1: I should also say that there's some scenes in this movie that are in the trailer but are different in the trailer, not because they're tricking like us. Well, it's one thing is that in the trailer, when, um what's his name, Bill goes down to the basement he sees George oh, in there. yeah. And he's like, we're gonna float, You'll float, float. float. Too. Yeah, in the trailer, I'm spoiling this, I'm not spoiling a story, but in the trailer he's just the kid screaming. But in the movie, as he's screaming, his face like Oh, warps, yeah. That gets part was terrifying. fucked up. It kind of warps into the cloud or whatever, which, is, which was not... So when that happened, I was like, whoa, that's like really fucked up. Also, one thing that they... One in-camera effect that they did a really good job with for Pennywise is if I recall, the Pennywise in the 1990s or whenever it came out, 90. it was always like, you know, Tim Curry's like, hey, come here, I got this for you, come here. And then when Pennywise attacks, it's just a close-up of his face of the teeth, like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. But in this movie, because they had more of a budget to work with, Pennywise is always kind of like a little distance away, like when whatever that germaphobe kid is in the, behind the house, and he's got all those, those balloons. Yeah. Or when Bill goes to the basement and it's filling with water and Pennywise pops up, like, he'll just, like, suddenly... Shoots towards the kid like super fast. Yeah, like jittery. But like yeah, yeah, like almost like they 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 sped it up in a way like he's like going like going back and forth and like moving his head back and forth. And so like when it comes at it, it's like really like, nightmarishy like like tr- almost cr- treading at you like super
0: fast like. I like that just, part yeah, towards oh, the end so when scary. he's like dancing in that background with like the flames. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he it comes it at, so
2: it's cool, so good, yeah.
0: So. Th- what like what is this movie about because I think it's interesting to talk about because it's like a lot of different things in one. Like yeah. it's this thing about like a whole monster that kills kids, but it's very much just like coming of age story about like the bridge between childhood and adulthood. Yep. It like deals with this very big themes. It's probably like Stephen King's best mm. writing maybe. Yeah. It's, and, it's they, and they really nailed that. It's really
1: disturbing every kid's going through like a real serious Trauma. Problem with his yeah. family. The main character, his younger brother, was murdered or went missing. Beverly's and, and the dad. Pa- is the, like, his parents are not taking a while. At no. Him. Beverly's dad's a f- fucking molesting like, her.
0: In the book and in the miniseries, it's less sexual, I want to say. It's more like he's like, How dare you fuck other people? Be how dare you her, fuck boys? Yeah, it's like like, so gross. But in this one, it's kind of implied like he's probably rape yeah, her, yeah, 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 yeah um which is fucked up then there's uh the kid who has like get munchausen by proxying yeah his mom telling by his that mom. he's
1: six so he's constantly like,
0: feeding pills so the kid's like a that kid germophobe. is fucking great in the movie. yeah he's great yeah he's the so good. really good yeah. and the kid from stranger things also uh we the, don't get
1: into his life that they just didn't make a point it's so he's like the funny smart guy we never see his parents he's think. richie right is that his name yeah and then then in the middle of like they're just like, oh, he feeds in all of our because he never sees the clown in his dreams to begin with. Yeah, he's always like, what are you guys talking about? I've never seen this clown. And then later when they're talking about like it's feeding in all of our fears because they'll have nightmares related to what they're scared of. And like, what about you, Richie? What are you afraid of? And he's like, I'm scared of clowns. And it's like, oh, like he's already a clown. Yeah. So he hasn't really been harassing this kid yet because the kid already got a fear of clowns. Or maybe he's getting harassed by it and he doesn't even realize it. Right. Um, there's the fat kid Who's just getting Picked on really p- badly I mean a Henry Bower's Guy who's terrifying as like carves His initials in a stomach Yeah well That's fucked up
0: th- th- He was about to do that In the miniseries But yeah, they don't I mean, go that far Yeah He does that thing Where he flips um, over The thing and falls over There's a but- the
1: Jewish kid Who's getting uh, Who's a f- not only afraid Of a painting And his dad's you know, his dad is the head rabbi of the synagogue and he, he he's symbol symbolism. Like he it's the summer he gets his uh, bar mitzvah. Right. So he's becoming is a man becoming a man, yeah. really nervous about it. And meanwhile, like some iconography, whole thing, but an right. iconography within the church is is chasing him. Like right. there you go. He's like afraid of
0: And Beverly's you know, arc has a lot to do with not only her father, but like her becoming a woman. Right. Like she's right. going to get tampons the for the first goes, time That blood scene. Because her
1: mom's nowhere to be found and yeah. no And all the girls are mean to her, she has no no one to talk to about how she's changing, you know? Yeah, so it's this really... And there's also that scene where they go swimming in their underwear, and then she's like... Uh, all the boys are just ogling. And her. They're just, yeah, of course. Like, yeah. oh my God, like if I was that age and like, was hanging out with a girl and she was hanging out in her underwear, I'd be fucking... Losing dude, it. I'd have a bone up my new pair of shorts yeah. for Joe. I'd, be, I'd be like, holy fuck! I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, I gotta sit down behind this log for the rest of the day. Yeah. What I'm
0: curious to see in the sequel, because uh, in, the, in the miniseries, the fucked up part about all of it is, those kids go through that trauma, and then as adults... They also still choose to go through that trauma. In the movie you know or in the I mean? miniseries, Beverly ends up with an abusive motherfucker, just like oh, her, that's just true. like her dad. Um, um,
1: I remember the the fat kid who's played by John Ritter. He like we catch up with him. and He's like a rich architect, but he's like a drunk, and he's like, all, yeah. like he's always partying and stuff. Each of those you know? people he, he's, is had, like, still affected by their, with people, their you know? thing. Yeah. yeah, they're all haunted by something. And Which is still, I mean, we have not seen any of the adult stuff, so that is still it's on the table. Probably going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, interesting. That's certainly what's going to happen. How can yeah. that not happen? I don't
0: know. I just think I was. I'm just trying to say, in terms of like the story and its themes, like how f- how dark it is. Yeah. Um. But also how like true to life it is, and it seems like yeah, so it's the
1: fact that it's about people coming together to face their fears, and the idea of like fear will get you if you let it get you, but if you have friends and you work together and. You know, are a group that who look out for each other. Like you can overcome anything, which is a which is a nice sentiment, you know. And to be, totally. And obviously, since people have seen the, I'm assuming we've seen the miniseries, they don't kill the monster. They fight it together and kind of push it back, back into the well or whatever. And they even say like, if this happens in 27 years, we will come. We back. back. And, yeah, you know, if that if we didn't finish it off, that kind of thing of like we may have together with our friendships dealt with this going into adulthood and dealt with bullies and the people who are plaguing us and stuck up for whatever we had to do. But, you know, know at the, the th- point they meet up later and those, those fears are still ruling them.
0: I think this this new movie does a very good job of uh, portraying this location of Derry, Maine yeah. as like a big part of how fucked everything is. Like the adults in the, in the neighborhood. Um, you'll notice uh, when Ben is being terrorized by Henry Bowers, there's like, you know, the lady drives by it and doesn't like stop doesn't him stop help. him. Yeah. There's all these little things like uh, the creepy pharmacist is kind of fucked up. Oh, then yeah. There was, he's like,
1: he's flirting with it with Bev. Yeah, like 13. Like yeah.
0: And then there's the missing posters just get caked over new ones. Yeah, it's just like this whole town is like kind of they know what's happening and they're ignoring it. And you're like, what the fuck is that about? But
1: also and also who's this pharmacist who is
0: who looks like uh, the Superman? It actually did look like what's his name?
1: I thought no when He's complicit in helping that boy's mom give him the, uh, Oh yeah. The pills. I mean, that was more of a mood point in the miniseries when he's like, uh, he tells them cause the adult yeah. version, right? He's like, yeah. I want to tell you something. Like we were always giving you these because, because the, because I think the kid grows up to be a germaphobe and probably has a psychological disorder. And he tells him, like, you know, your mom was... We were giving you placebo.
0: He's still... He's st- in the in the miniseries, I think he's told as a kid, but he still takes it because it makes him feel
2: better. I forget but, when he gets told. Like, yeah. He gets told as an adult or told as a kid. I think it was a kid.
1: That's fucking insane. Like, I, a pharmacist is a doctor, and in no yeah. way could a doctor... That's part of the Hippocratic Oath. You cannot be like, hey, can you give my uh, child medicine? Like, and one of them would be like, okay, we're going to give you, you know, medicine, even though it's not... But for the most part, to be telling a kid you're giving him refills of medication when there's nothing wrong with them that is insanely illegal <laughs> parents or doctors so but then again it speaks to like the creepiness of these these adults like they're kind of like there's something fu- yeah they're, they're up the town complicit
0: here. and something like, they're all yeah. well cool clearly it, com- they're complicit
1: in child children disappearing and clearly getting killed but also complicit in all that cr- this kind of like yeah. abuse that they're that they're handing on their children but that has been a big theme in Stephen King's work because I'm assuming he feels that it happened to him of like growing up in a small town where the parent where the where the adults turn a blind eye and are obsessed with religion to a maniac degree and racism and sexism and abuse is rampant but people choose to ignore it to not upset the status quo cuz cuz I went to school in a small-ish town right. and I went to school with a lot of people who grew up in small towns and that is still pervasive to this day this idea of like you know, don't say anything. Uh, If someone's a bully, don't confront it. If you're, if you're, something's going on at home, you know, never speak of it, you know, small town attitude, like never say anything. Go to church. The adults are always right. The politicians know it best for you. The church knows the best for you. And it's not true. And like, this is why I'm not surprised in small neighborhoods, there's a lot of like, opioid problems and suicides and why like racism and sexism still exists, yeah i think you know? it was lewis, people feed on that yeah. and you're either the victim of it or the abuser
0: lewis peitzman noted that like after all it has always been the story about the loss of innocence about the generational divide between children and the adults who don't listen mm-hmm. and about the shocking hatred that runs through even the most pleasant seeming american towns.
1: yes because why do you think we live in new york city i lived a, a lot in chicago and I've met people in other major cities, and everyone who's in a major city is from someplace else. Right. And you're like, oh, you grew up in a small town in Ohio. Why'd you leave? And they're like, I'll tell you why. Sexism, racism, alcoholism, drugs, abuse, get me the fuck out of here. I didn't fall into line of what they wanted me to be, so I left. A lot of people don't leave those situations, and that shit just perpetuates. Yeah. You know? And uh, this is one I mean, he's always touched on those themes, and it's always been kind of mixed results. Salem's Lot's great. This is great. Um, trying to think, thinner is not great. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, well, I'm trying to think of like some like good bad ones, like small towns kids. Um, thinner is
0: fucking so bad. <laughs> it's like so fucking bad. It's such a weird movie. <laughs> I know. Did what? you notice that's... White Man from Town? What? <laughs> Did you notice that scene in the library with Ben when he's looking at through the book of like the history sure. and like it fucks up and shows like. It's Basically all, like
1: zooming in on the picture uh, of, Like the dead yeah, child Very cool the, scene yeah.
0: But did you notice That in the background So like he's talking To the li- librarian lady And then like Oh my god like, When he's book-
1: running To the library I was convinced yeah. He was gonna die oh, I didn't yeah. think I, Cause I was like Oh well We're gonna see Some kids die right Spoiler
0: alert! He doesn't. But like I, it just was,
1: man, it was so fucking scary. There's just a
0: nice reveal here where like he's looking through the book and there's a librarian back there. Yeah. But she's also right there and gave him the book, so it's like it's not her really. It was. Oh it. wow. Yeah. That's really that good. Cool? Yeah, yeah, so That's yeah. a very subtle like, hey, this town is fucked up. Gag. I liked. Yeah. Um, it's re- it's it's really well made. It's, it's really, really well, well made. done. It's really
1: good. Uh, Mo, who does not like scary things and sometimes will not watch them with me and protests to turn them off, she was scared, but at the end of it, she even said like, "That was actually a great movie." Uh, it's well made, the story's really good, all performances, I mean, Standing Alone, it's a very, very good movie.
0: It's very much uh, the reason it's good is very much like the kids and their dynamic, like yeah. the like having. At first, I was honestly, I think the first few mama jokes, I was like, okay, I get it. But, then but was that like, was all what you were when you were thirteen. Exactly. Then I was like, I thought about it. I'm like, oh, this is exa- this is the yeah. most honest depiction of a group of like horny twelve year olds hanging out.
1: But in the same, but also not knowing what they're talking about, so everything was about uh, your mom's a slut, my dick is huge, I fuck all the time, you're still a pussy and a virgin. Yeah. I'll, i I could totally kick anyone's. There's ass. that you're one the line pussy.
0: I forget what how it's set up, but it's like this used to. To be like a beaver catch in town he's like still is and or yeah the or they draw straws to yeah.
1: go he's gonna go in the house and the one kid goes in and he's like can't believe it got the of, shortest of straw we should have done dick size yeah yeah it, um, that kid's fucking hilarious yeah he's is funny in it well he's not hilarious the guy who wrote it's hilarious <laughs> one thing this movie did, did the is, crowd fucking crack up at all, oh, that all shit? the time yeah this great. is this is a weird thing to talk about but i did marvel at how well this was handled so also it touches on uh young sexuality yes and all these boys have a crush on this girl and she's got a crush on one of them and another one's got a crush on her that's not requited but kind of is. Yeah. And there's a lot of like flirting and again, they go swimming in their underwear there's a part where she's laying out in her underwear. They don't sexualize her at all but they easily could have. I remember thinking like... Like this is creepy, yeah. Yeah, I mean there's a a time where her dad and the pharmacist makes a weird pass at her but they, they did a really good line of walking the line of these boys are horny for her she's also a horny girl and she's horny for one of them, but they're also 13, so you also got to be kind of like, how do we show that they kind of, without it being too like kind of like, oh, sweet, because also, I'm sorry, but we were all that age and you were not like holding hands or writing love letters, like you were learning about kissing and genitals and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, how do you do that without and it and being like, exp- exploit it, to, not exploit it, to, but like, you can't yeah, sexualize I children it. in a movie well, but that's also what it's that's about. That's why
0: there's so much controversy and articles being written about the fucking orgy scene that was taken out. Because a lot of people say... Of course say, it was taken out. Well, exactly. But a lot of people say it shouldn't have even been in the book. Like, if he had a good editor at the time... Well, at the time, he he had reached the point where he'd, like, he wouldn't listen to editors, apparently, by this yeah. point. So I'm sure someone told him to delete it, and he said, fuck it. All well, so the time, like, people didn't give a shit. People were like, it's well, a Well, the book, whole who scene, cares? apparently, I think his idea was to depict how it's this thing that no one talks about like kids do weird shit like that like people like like sex like kids have sex and i do weird shit i didn't get laid in 13 but i'm absolutely
1: positive that other kids were getting blown and there was girls who were maybe they weren't but it's always like. so
0: he says i think or someone i was reading said that like that's what he was trying to say like hey like this is something no one talks about but probably happens yeah um and like her idea was like the scene is in the book in the sewer they think they're gonna die and to 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 get their spirits up and like connect them more, uh, Beverly decides to fuck all of them at the same time. Yeah, have a weird gangbang with them, uh, which again, of course, it's cut. Glad it's cut. Shouldn't have been in this movie.
1: It would not be in this movie. It's not been in. It. We honest, but this. Let's be honest. This whole morality of you know morality of of what stuff can and can't be in the movies, that didn't start to the mid '80s, and then more to do with the uh, the government. That whole video nasties thing was yeah. more like political than anything else. And the reason it wasn't in books is because no one fucking reads. It's been that's been in a book for fucking ever, and now we're like, "Ooh, that should have not have been in the book." Give me a fucking break. There's plenty of worse shit in books that are like taught in schools. That's true, you know. And what like and it, racism? Yeah, no kidding. And like, uh, whatever. Like. Nobody, nobody bad at night until now. It's one of those things where, like, they almost put a scene where those 13 and 14 year old kids had sex. We can't put that in a movie. Yeah, but it's in the book. It's in the book. It's like, yeah, and <laughs> the book's been out since, uh, for 30 fucking years, asshole. Like, you missed, you missed the opportunity to ban the book. It's out. It's everywhere. I also
0: think it's very clever that, because in the, in the movie and the book, uh, it comes back every 27 years. Yeah. It came out in 1990, the movie. Oh, it's, it's been 27 2017. Years? Yeah. oh nice isn't that cool nice little easter egg I, I wonder how good. intentional that was probably not probably cool. just not coincidence okay but I'm gonna go through the records it's broken is that
1: gum you like coming back in the style that's what uh, Pennywise whispered before that gum yeah. you likes coming back in the style
0: uh, so get it get some stats. had the biggest opening ever for a September or October release mm-hmm. it had the biggest opening weekend ever for an R-rated horror movie it had the biggest single day gross ever for an R-rated horror movie on Friday wow for an R rated movie, period. Not horror movie. For an R rated movie. It's wild. Huge. Uh, scored the biggest non holiday long weekend R rated debut of all time. So just a regular weekend. Biggest ob- biggest mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Biggest Stephen King horror movie of all time. This is my favorite. It is the cheapest movie ever to top 100 million in its debut weekend. Uh, it's How 30, cheap was it? 35. Wow, really? Isn't that insane? As a period movie, like from the 80s? Holy yeah. shit. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can kind of tell with the CGI, but besides that, it looks great. Um, And that's it. That's those are the stats. Um, It'll be really interesting to see what happens next weekend because these. First of all, horror movies are genuinely very front loaded, but this one has the word of mouth, so it'll do really well. But even if it, even if it tanks, uh, excuse me, even if it drops fifty percent, it's still gonna have what a seventy something million second weekend. And it's like you know, this is
1: one of the rare times where nostalgia's worked the right way because everyone's now like oh yeah it let's go see it because the killer clown it went and saw it and it's actually a good movie and i think this is one of the few times that having a, a remaking a property has been to its advantage
0: i agree and let's just do a quick prediction i predict it'll do over 50 next weekend too what do you think that seems crazy but it's doing crazy things already so
1: yeah I oh definitely if it did 50 on friday isn't that nuts, that's nuts. it's fucking yeah. crazy Man, uh, th- th- this was great. Uh, Annabelle creation was great. uh What else? I'm certain think what else came out this year that's been like really good. Like, get, well, of course, we got Get Out. Um, yes, I, a, I'm, I'm interested. to see Horror is owning
0: 2017 know, in terms of box is. office. But I'm like, really, also I'm really, I'm,
1: I'm genuinely interested to see Happy Death Day. I know it seems kind of cheesy, but oh, it'll be great. I it looks like so much fun. Is this so much fun? I think Leather that, Fa- again,
0: Leatherface that, that harkens back to those like old like 80s movies again, where it's like yeah. we have a movie for every holiday. Let's do it. Yeah. um I'm excited uh, about...
1: Creep f- 2 and Gerald's Game and...
0: I'm very excited about the future of the genre right now. Suspiria I feel, I feel was good.
1: just re-released. They didn't remodel it. No, they, they did
0: With Chloe Grace Moretz. Is that out yet? No. Oh, no. It filmed. They just finished filming. It'll be out next year, I think. Oh, really? It's saying 2017 Hi on the, in 2017 on the internet. Hey, all right. Daisy, get out of here.
1: Look at this. What the fuck was <laughs> on your mouth? She
0: just drools. Jesus. Joel has got drooled on Yeah. dog. Uh, Daisy, get out of here. And
1: I don't... I don't think uh, I'm not that excited to see Jigsaw, but I am. Uh, I'll see it, and later. I'll make you
0: watch all the rest of them again. I'm not going to watch Daisy. Him. Don't eat their food. We have to end this podcast and take care of this dog. Okay. Uh, Joe will not be back next week, but uh, be sure to hit me up on the twitters. What we do for Fax Machine, the movie. Come on, guys, we're going to do this and meet up with Joe in Chicago. We're going to, yeah, him. hit me
1: up in Chicago. Uh, I will be there from Tuesday until. Monday, I'll be going to Riot Fest. I don't know how many days I'm going to be socializing versus hanging out with my family, but hit me up and maybe we'll hang.
0: Cool. And I'll be back next week with some guests you'll like, and we'll talk Mother by Darren Aronofsky, and I'll give you the update on the it, uh, wherever it is at next week. All right. Bye. Bye.